Hi, everyone. Today, I actually have a fellow professional speaker, Heike Heeman, and she's in Toastmasters. So today, we should be able to go through this whole show without any ooh, ah, um, you know. You should count us on that. <laughs> Heike, please introduce yourself. Thank you. Now the pressure is really on. <laughs> My name is Heike Heyman. I am a LinkedIn and career coach. My background actually is a business coach. And before that, I spent almost two decades in sales and marketing, mostly in the healthcare industry with products that were meant for use by hand therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. A lot of those products were for hands, fingers, toes, the kind of products really that hopefully you will never have to use. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd be amazed at the number of products I actually use. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I'm getting there too. But some of the stuff that I was selling or marketing, you don't want to have to use. A lot of it's post-surgery. Oh. And in 2013, I stepped out on my own. I decided it's now or never to become an entrepreneur. And I took the leap. And... Here we are. That is wonderful. So what things do you want to talk about, Heike, today? This is exciting. This is great. I thought one of the ways I could help out your audience is by talking about LinkedIn. It is a phenomenal platform for networking and all sorts of benefits that is either underused by many or used incorrectly. Ah, yes. So this will be prepared, great. Yeah, I prepared a couple of tips. I really? welcome any interruptions by you, Dr. Hussey, with questions. Oh, please go for it. This is great. <laughs> Just a couple of do's and don'ts, and then we can take it from there. All right. Well, sounds great. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure this will be a very educational show. I want to talk about three must-dos, two things to avoid, and one useful feature you might not be aware of. Or if you're aware of it, you might not be using it yet. Let's jump right in. One of the great features of LinkedIn is networking. And networking is never easier than when people are coming to you. One of the other things that I've heard is that you shouldn't build your network before you need it. Your network can grow incrementally, just like dollars in your stock portfolio. And you want to cultivate your network. Don't make fabulous connections in college and grad school and then leave them behind just to start over from scratch at one company and then start over from scratch at another company. You want to build this as an ongoing resource. Here's an example of how that can play out. I'm in the practice of always sending a customized message to people when I receive an invite or actually accept an invite. I don't accept all invites. I accept mm -hmm. most. But in this case, I wrote a message saying, thank you for your invitation to connect. We're not linked. What made you reach out? Blah, blah, blah. Let me know how I can assist you on LinkedIn and beyond. Three minutes later, I received a reply. Thank you for connecting with me. Actually, I would love to schedule a discovery session. Yes. So this is an interesting tip that I did see. And to tell you, honestly, I have tried this. I wasn't doing this before because obviously when people connect with me, I assume they're familiar with the work, but amazingly enough, I'm finding that this little small touch point can go a long way. So that's brilliant. I love that. It can. 
a lot of people won't take you up on trying to get conversations started, but the ones that do are the high quality ones that you want to really stay in touch with. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about what LinkedIn is. It's really the home for your personal brand. In other words, even if you're a solopreneur, your brand is not a logo in your title. Your personal brand is really what people say about you when you're not in the room. What is the impression you're leaving? Are you friendly? Are you helpful? Are you somebody who walks over bodies to arrive at your personal professional goals? What is your skill set? It's a lot of that and more. And LinkedIn is a great place to be the home of your personal brand, but it's also a place where you can blog. Although on LinkedIn, they don't call them blogs, they call them articles, but still it's the same concept. You can use it as a place to learn, as a place to teach, obviously networking, but the networking can be for all sorts of purposes. It can be to find a new job, to find team members because you're hiring. It can be to find vendors. It can be to land a board position mm -hmm. or position yourself in a way that if your hiring manager or your current manager sees your profile, they're going to go, this is a candidate for promotion. If I want to move up in the company, I have to train someone underneath me. Mm -hmm. This is the person who obviously takes their career mm -hmm. seriously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you don't think of LinkedIn just as your online resume. It's a lot more than that. Sure. And to start with, your first impression is obviously your headshot, but beyond that, you want to update your headline. And this is something that a lot of people forget to do, which means when you look at their profile, all you see is the title that they've listed for their current employment right. and maybe their company name. But that's completely insufficient because there will be thousands of people with the same title and nothing sets you apart. Right. Here you have 220 characters to make it interesting, make people want to open your profile. So you really want to put some thought into that. That doesn't mean whatever you pick now is set in stone. I have probably changed my headline three times since this one. And that's just in the last couple of months. That is the other thing. I love what you have done. And I also love that you're suggesting that people experiment and change. So give us some tips on that one. Did you find some work better? Some types of headlines and messages work better than others? I will give you some examples. Okay. Here are some that I found that I really like. This person is a content writer. Mm -hmm. And in theory, that could be their headline because that's their job right now. But you can see this person is a creative writer, not someone necessarily who writes manuals of some sort or grants. And they wrote this with a sense of humor. Yes. So their personality is coming through. Yes, absolutely. And that's maybe not right for someone in cybersecurity or some other professions. Right. But for this person, this works because that's what they do. Here's yeah. another one. I teach leaders how to create a culture of safety in the workplace that empowers employees. You know who they're talking to and what they can bring to the table. Yeah. And that is really what you're trying to achieve. Here's another one. Offering a path for women into property investing. They're telling you who they want to talk to. That way, men are not likely to look further unless they're looking on behalf of a female relative. And then this person even incorporated a little icon 
pointing at what in turns out is keywords that they want to be found for. Oh, I property love that. Investing yeah. or building property sourcing. Consider your LinkedIn profile page like the website page for you. You are the product. So what keywords would someone put in a search to find you? You want to scatter those throughout your profile, including your headline. One of the things I want to be found for is being a speaker. So that is part of my headline, even though that is not what I spend most of my time with. It's something I spend part of my time with. Wonderful. What's going to yes. do apart? Here's another one. CPA for entrepreneurs and startups, QuickBooks, ProAdvisor, et cetera. So mm -hmm. this person, again, they men mentioned who they want to work with, entrepreneurs. They're not looking to work with Fortune 500 companies. And they list the different kinds of software they use which in this case is important because if you're an entrepreneur or a small company that uses zero partners and you find a CPA that you like, but they only work with QuickBooks, it's not a match. And here's a little formula for you. Bonus tip. I help talk about your target market to what is it you help them to do by what kind of methodology. Oh, this is fantastic. Yes. And the yes, I'm learning from your from your message right now. <laughs> I am glad I want to help. This is one thing that you can do. And then most likely, unless you target market and what you help them with is very lengthy, you will have room for podcast host or podcast guest or speaker or author or some of the other things that set you apart. Mm hmm. Now, instead of the buy your methodology, something that might be even better is to say without, what is it that you help them do while avoiding a pain point? Ah, okay. An example I like to mention, let's say you're talking to a female audience of a younger generation. They may have just been pregnant. They want to get their slender waist back. And now you are a fitness instructor who says, I help women post-pregnancy to regain their pre-pregnancy shape without sit-ups. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Because so many people hate sit-ups. Ah. Translate that into what it is you do. And you will see that more people will open your profile to look at it. And then if you obviously you have to fill the rest of it out and make it interesting too. But people will spend more time and you will over time get more invites to connect. I am going to change a few things already because one of the things that I help people with, so for example, is marketing, right? Without yeah. ads, because the ads is the traditional form of marketing. So yeah. I'm going to put that pain point in there. You will see some changes as a result of your tip. Awesome. That's great. All right. On to the next point. Complete your profile. It's amazing to me how many people don't fill out their profile. Yes, it's a bit of a time commitment early on, but it's most of it, you don't have to constantly reshuffle, rewrite. Mm -hmm. The beginning, yeah, the headline, the about section, and whatever your current job is. But whatever is in your past, you don't have to keep rewriting. So it is an initial investment, but it's a good thing to do. And the way you get there is when you're in your profile, go to add profile sections, and LinkedIn will tell you what you haven't filled in at all mm -hmm. and then go through your profile and see where maybe you need to add some info a lot of people just put their job title their company name 
and that's it. That's it. Or yeah, I've seen maybe those. Maybe they leave a little paragraph that they've copied straight off of the job postings that they responded to when they wanted the job. But that's not how you want to phrase your experience. You want to put in achievements. You want to put in numbers if you can. I managed a team of five and we reduced error rates by X percent or we increased sales by X percent. If you can add numbers, that is very valuable. And throughout, obviously, you still want to use keywords. So have a look at your profile, see what other sections LinkedIn suggests for you to fill out. Now, granted, not everybody can fill out everything. Not everybody goes to university. Not everybody has published something. There are sections that you may not be able to use. That's fine. But fill out what you can. Mm -hmm. And make sure somebody else writes it because it's amazing how often I come across a profile that has typos and no one's even told the person. So if you come across someone else's profile and you notice an obvious typo, let them know. Just don't be weird about so it. On this thing, I have an interesting question. I have seen some profiles in third person. Yes. Now, my personal opinion is first person. I like to do it in first person because I feel like it's almost like if I were to go to a networking event, I would introduce myself in first person. I wouldn't start Correct. saying, Dr. Yes. Asif did this, et cetera, et cetera. What's your yes. thought on that? Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Your profile should be about you in first person and should represent you and only you. In other words, no headshots that show you with somebody else at a wedding party or with your spouse at your wedding. I mean, I've seen that too just recently. Or you and your dog. You don't bring your dog to work in most cases, at least not to an interview. Leave the dog off the LinkedIn page. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> if you want to put your dog in, put it in the background image that, in this case, I've used for some more text-related information. That You can put your dog there if you absolutely have to have your dog on LinkedIn, but not in your headshot. But yes, absolutely. Great question. Your profile should be in first person. Okay, good, good, good. That so said, teaching you, it you correctly. Then. Talk about, I did this, I did that. I mean, you can make it bullet points. That makes it easier to read, faster. And in today's impatient society where everybody just gets a couple of seconds, it's a better thing to do anyway. So don't long, write run-on sentences in long paragraphs, but make it bullet points. And then you don't have to worry about he or I. Ah, okay, okay, got it. Eliminates it. that problem entirely. It will mostly come up in the about section, but there it, it should be first person. Great question. Yeah. Okay. All right, moving on. Here are just some of the options that you have to fill out: education, licenses, volunteer experience, etc. Fill out what you can. Number three: set your profile visibility to public. Everything, including the picture. There are a lot of people who, when they get on LinkedIn, are concerned about privacy because they're not sure about the platform and they lock everything down and then forget that their profile isn't visible by anybody but the people <laughs> they're already connected with. But I've seen that. I've seen connection requests with no picture and everything. And actually, the person probably hid the picture, but I'm saying, okay, 
if you hide your picture and I don't see it in your connection request, I'm probably going to reject it. Yes, yes. Now, sometimes you can tell that they have a picture and they have hidden it because if you go and look at the invite, it will have the picture. But then if you click through to their profile, it won't. It won't show ah. you until it's connected. Okay. But if they if they don't even have a picture in the invite, then they probably don't have a picture uploaded. Okay. <laughs> so how do you do this? You go to edit visibility to that section in your edit profile, and you put all those toggles to green, mm -hmm. especially at the top name, number of connections, and region. That should real. That's the minimum that LinkedIn requires. But then below that, you have only first degree your network, all LinkedIn or public. And you wanna have it on public because that way, even the search engines like Google and Bing will look at your LinkedIn profile, which again means that you could potentially get traffic based on the skills that you have listed. Mm -hmm. So it's important to set it to public. And the thing is with privacy concerns, there shouldn't be anything on your profile anyway that the public can't see. And along those lines, even though there is a possibility to put your birthday into LinkedIn, I would say don't do it. It's just- Yeah, I recommend that people. against that too. Yeah, yeah, good points. So other people will, would get notified that you have a birthday just to send you happy birthday wishes. I would say don't do it. It's one of those puzzle pieces that people that like to steal profiles or information that they would like to have. That said, you can certainly congratulate other people when you get notified about their birthdays. And then we go to the don't do's. Don't do, don't add connections without starting a conversation. Even when you send an invite, personalize it. Look at their profile. Yeah. I just got a request today where somebody said, blah, blah, blah. And I want to talk about your Rotary Club. Mm. I'm not in a Rotary Club. <laughs> I have Rotary on my profile because I have spoken at different Rotary Clubs but I'm not in a Rotary Club. So he never looked at my profile. He did a, a search for Rotary and who knows, second connections. Right. And came across my profile and just had a message that he probably cut and pasted from Word document. And oops, I know already that this is somebody who doesn't really put the effort in. And I accepted it anyway because of what was on his profile. And the follow-up message was, again, a canned message because... Here's the other part to sending out a personalized reply when you accept a message. I mentioned that I'm not in Rotary and how he might have come up with this. He never even addressed it. Mm. So personalize your outgoing invites and personalize a message when you accept an inbound invite. Try to get a conversation going because that's where the relationship building comes in. It's not about adding 100 new connections a week. I wouldn't recommend it. Yes, numbers help to some extent with being found. But ultimately, if you just connect with people, your network won't be nearly as helpful and useful as it could be. Keep the numbers smaller, but build relationships. And that happens through conversation. And eventually you want to get that conversation off the platform, onto email, or preferably phone or Zoom, so you can really get to know people. And the other part is don't add connections just to sell or pitch. Oh, God, that is a deadly no-no. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a pitch right in the invite and just don't. 
And certainly do not add anyone to your newsletter without permission, just oh, because yeah, they're yeah. not a connection of yours. It is incredibly annoying and it can get you blocked by people. People can mark you a spammer and you may end up losing your LinkedIn privileges. Yes. So that's a no-go. As a matter of fact, I have blocked people who immediately did just that. <laughs> yeah, it's just not worth it. And then the feature you may not be using yet is voice recording your name. And if you look at my name, some of you may be wondering, well, how is that pronounced? <laughs> On LinkedIn, I can help you out. There is a little voice icon once you have recorded this and you can currently only record this on your phone this is something you can't do on a laptop but you have enough time to say hello my name is or just your name and besides helping other people pronounce your name you can look at other people's and make sure you know how to pronounce their name before you get on a call with them because you've now found a potential client or a mentor or whatever it is the connection can bring to you. So use this. It's very useful with a lot of people and not even people that have names that seem like you might know how to pronounce them, you might not. Besides, it'll give you an indication of what their voice is and that too helps with just getting comfortable with someone who is up until then a stranger. And that's really it. So knowledge is power, potential. I encourage you to implement, set yourself a goal right now for which one of these things you're going to implement in the next 48 hours, 24 is even better. Because mm -hmm. a lot of us watch webinars and never do anything. We take notes and we're all excited. Like, oh, I should do this. And then it never happens. And one of the things you can do is connect with me on LinkedIn. And besides I have uh, on Linktree, a number of other resources listed including a free seven tips summary. So you can request that there. Oh, this is absolutely wonderful because you have shared a lot of things. One of the things that I tried and then stopped is the pronouncing name because I got afraid that that recording might be used to maybe duplicate voice, I don't know, mm. or somebody else could claim to be me, et cetera, et cetera. That's number one. Number two is I actually love people to ask me about how to pronounce my name and stuff like that, because I believe that it starts a conversation. I believe yeah. my very first conversation with you was actually learning to pronounce your name. Yes. Because yeah, I think- That's an interesting it's a, thing. And that's where your cyber expertise comes in. I had never even thought about people copying my voice for nefarious purposes. So that's something to consider. Right, right. And it's a good feature out there. I mean, not every feature should be used. And I think that the whole exercise of somebody asking me how to pronounce my name could be the beginning of a good conversation. Because right, we can talk right. about roots and all that. And where did it come from? Because I remember I had some kind of conversation with you like that about you, you with you when I first met you, right? Right, right. Yeah, there is a story there too. Heike's home ruler. Uh, and Haman is a person in a small space. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. I rule, I rule a one-room cave. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, Haika, this was absolutely wonderful. 
And I thank you for coming. I think that we've had a very, very rich and educational discussion and you've shared a lot of great tips that people will be able to use. And I'm sure your network will love it too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.